This is JC Talks, a leadership podcast, episode 56, with me, your host, JC Hurtado Prater. And today we're talking about six major differences between rational and irrational people. Many might be tempted to imagine that we have somehow tamed this emotional self through all of our intellectual and technological progress. After all, we don't appear as violent or passionate or superstitious as our ancestors. But this is an illusion. Progress and technology have not rewired us. They have merely altered the forms of our emotions and the type of irrationality that comes with them. For instance, new forms of media have, en have enhanced the age-old ability of politicians and others to play on our emotions in ever subtler and more sophisticated ways. Advertisers bombard us with highly effective subliminal messages. Our continual connection to social media makes us prone to new forms of viral emotional effects. Now, these are not media designed for calm reflection. With their constant presence, we have less and less mental space to step back and to think. We are as besieged with emotions and needless drama as the Athenians in the assembly because, watch this, human nature has not changed. This week, what we're going to be talking about is this idea of the irrational side of who you are and who I am and the rational side to who you are and to who I am. And I thought this was a good paragraph to read. And where we're taking all of this information from is a book called The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. Highly recommend that you get this book. It has been a game changer for me in a lot of different ways. And I think for leaders, for just people, people who want to master life, you want to master leadership, you want to master profession, you know, whatever it is that you want to master, this is a great book to read. So I highly recommend it. Um, but we're talking about this idea of the rational self and the irrational self. And today, as we're going to see, uh, there's an irrational part to all of us, and there's also a rational part to all of us. So let's just go ahead and dive in. And let's look at um, the six major differences between the rational and irrational people. Um, and one of the most important things for you to remember, for me to remember, is that at, at all times, uh, more than likely, well, not at all times, but more than likely throughout life, if you're listening to this, you're going to listen and say, man, I'm an irrational person because you've probably demonstrated some of these behaviors. But the reality is this, that we are all at sometimes irrational uh, and we're all sometimes rational. Uh, what we want to get to is to be, especially as leaders, right, especially as people who are moving society forward, we want to make sure that we're uh, as rational as as often as we possibly can be. So let me just so, so let me just dive in here. I'm on page 26. Clearly, the words rational and irrational can be quite loaded. People are always labeling those who disagree with them as irrational. We see this, especially when we get into the political season. What we need is a simple definition that can be applied as a way of judging as accurately as possible the difference between the two, right? So there's a difference between someone who is rational uh, and there's a difference between that person and someone who's, who's irrational. Or maybe a better way to say it is there's a difference between rational behaviors um, uh, than with irrational behaviors. 
The following shall serve as our barometer, right? We constantly feel emotions, and this is true. Uh, and I think one of the things that I appreciated about the society that we live in today is that there's more uh, willingness to talk about the fact that emotions are a part of who we are. Emotions are a part of how we make decisions in life. You know, it, it just is. And as leaders, if we forget about the fact that we're emotional people, we will make decisions and later on we'll wonder why in the world did I make that decision? And really there were these underlying feelings, these, these underlying emotions uh, that were causing you to make the decision that you made. So we constantly feel emotions and they continually in, in, infect our thinking. Uh, making us veer towards uh, thoughts that please us and soothe our egos. We're going to talk about that uh, over this next week. It is impossible to not have our inclinations and feelings somehow involved in what we think. Okay, so here's the first, I would say, here's the first difference between the rational and the irrational person. Rational people are aware of this, okay? They're aware of their emotions. They're aware of how their emotions affect how they think and, and the decisions they make. Uh, they're aware of this and through introspection and effort are able to some extent uh, subtract emotions from their thinking and counteract their effects. So again, we are emotional beings and that's important for us to understand. One of the uh, primary uh, pieces of, or one of the primary characteristic traits of great leaders is high emotional intelligence. That means they understand that when they walk in a room, they understand they're dealing with emotional people. And there's a lot that we could talk about with that. We don't have time to do that today, but it's important for us to understand this, but rational people tend to be more introspective. And that doesn't mean that they're introverts. It doesn't mean that they sit around all the time talking about philosophy and thinking about their feelings or talking about their feelings, but they, they make time to be introspective about the emotions. And so then they can subtract the emotions or feelings, especially if they're negative emotions or feelings, and they can make decisions uh, based on what's best for the team, what's best for the family, what's best for the community, what's best for the organization. Irrational people, however, have no such awareness. They rush into action without carefully considering the ramifications and the consequences. Again, I have been there before where uh, stopping to think uh, or, or failing to stop and think about the consequences. Ray Dalio has a great book um, called Principles, and he talks about this uh, first order, second order, third order, and you can take that out all the way you want, fifth order consequences, right? So when you're getting ready to make a decision, a lot of times what we think about is what's right in front of us. Um, so for instance, food is, uh, I love carbs. I was just talking with some people about this this morning. I love carbs and carbs uh, tend to be a struggle for me. I love potato chips. I love popcorn. I love pizza. I love bread, all of it. And so if I, if I'm in a situation where I'm trying to make a, a decision on, do I eat these carbs right now? Do I at Walmart? And here's the thing. Walmart's got these uh, big loaves of French bread and they're a dollar a piece. It's just a dollar. And that thing will last me two to three days, uh, maybe two days if it's, if it's not a great day. But I'm standing there and I'm thinking about, I really want to get this big loaf of French bread because I just love carbs and I love French bread. Um, so the irrational person is going to make it based on right now, I, I want this bread. I deserve this bread. I've had a long week and I'm going to buy it right now. The rational, so that's the irrational person. The rational person will step back and say, okay, what are my long-term goals, right? So right now, yes, the, the short-term consequence is this bread, these carbs, whatever it is that I'm looking at eating that I, I know I shouldn't be eating, this is going to make me feel good right now. 
Second order consequence is tomorrow morning when I wake up, how am I going to feel about myself? Well, I'm not going to feel great because I've, 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 I've broken a promise I made to myself. Longer term consequences. I know that at the end of this month, I'm trying to lose five pounds. So this big slab of French bread is not going to help me do that. So rational people are always, um, they take time to think. And we're going to talk about that here in just a little bit, or at least later on in the week. Rational people, uh, that introspection just means that they they put some distance between themselves and the decision that they're trying to make, right? So they're more introspective. They don't rush into action. They don't rush into relationships. They don't rush, you know, when they uh, meet somebody new, uh, they don't rush into their feelings. You know, I've done this before. I, I am, I try to surround myself, especially when I'm in a leadership position with people um, who are, who are opposite of me, because I'm the type that right away, I see all the talent. I see the charisma. I see what the person brings to the you know table. And one of the things this book is really helping me understand is that people always have a story. They have something that brings them to you. And uh, a rational person takes time. And they understand that true character will be shown over the course of months and years, right? So that's important for us to understand. No rushing into action. Well, I'm not going to tell you what to do on this. I'm just going to say, I, I need to be saying, here's what a rational person does. They're more introspective. An irrational person rushes into action. Uh, let's move on to the second trait. Um, or the second difference between a rational and irrational person. Uh, we can see the difference in the decisions and actions that people take and the results that ensue. Rational people demonstrate over time that they are able to finish a project, to realize their goals, to work effectively with a team, and to create something that lasts. That happens over time. Irrational people, however, reveal in their lives negative patterns, right? Mistakes that keep on repeating, unnecessarily uh, conflicts that follow them wherever they go, dreams and projects that are never realized, anger and desires for change that are never translated into concrete action. They are emotional and reactive. And here's the deal. They're not even aware of this. And so you go back to their, let's go all the way back. If someone's my age, right, in their 40s, and you go all the way back to their teen years, and you'll see these behaviors, they're emotional, they're reactive, and then they get in their 20s, and they're emotional, and they're reactive. And in high school, it was kind of, okay, uh, this is just a passionate person, you know, uh, and, and then in, in, in college or, or after whatever, okay, this is kind of a passionate person, but it looks a little irresponsible. You get in your 30s and 40s, and you act like that, and it just looks irresponsible. And you're fired from job after job, and you're kicked off team after team, and you bounce from thing to thing to thing, and you wonder why. And 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 really, you're walking around, and you're saying it's all them. That was a bad place for me to work. That was a bad team for me to be on. That was a horrible ex-wife that I had. She didn't understand me. She didn't get me. And so the thinking is, it's always them. It's always their fault. But in reality, it's you, it's me, right? We're, we're consistently repeating mistakes. Whereas again, a rational person, you can tell over the course of time, um, their rationality. And we're going to end with that. You know, we're going to talk about this a little bit more. Uh, I've got a little story that I want to share with you. Uh, but you can tell a rational person when you look at their history and you see this is a person who has done what they said they're going to do time and time and time again, right? They don't have the unnecessary conflicts. They don't have all the dreams and projects that are still unrealized. That one person that every time you see them, and I've been this person, okay? So, th- so again, this has been a very impactful you know, book for me. The one person, every time you see them, they've got a new idea that they want to tell you about and something new that they're going after and something that excites them. Uh, so again, it comes back to this idea of 
introspection. You've got to know these things about uh, about yourself. Okay, so let's move to the third difference between rational and irrational people. We we can also see the difference between a rational and irrational person in particular situations when it comes to calculating long term effects and seeing what truly matters. For instance. In a divorce proceeding with child custody, rational people will manage to let go of their bitterness and prejudice and reason what is in the best overall long-term interest of the child. That's really important. The best overall long-term interest of the child. Irrational people, however, will become consumed with the power struggle against the spouse. They'll let resentments um, and desires for vengeance secretly guide their decisions. Um, thus, this will lead to a pro- pro- protracted battle and a damaged child, right? So we see this in that, but we also see it in businesses. We see it in organizations. People are upset. And so instead of making a rational decision um, uh, or, or letting go of bitterness, letting go of whatever it is that, that they're holding on to, um, they hang on to it and then they make all kinds of decisions. And you've probably seen this in teams that you've led before, where there's that one person that, hey, hey, you know what? You you two had an argument last week. Let it go. But the person won't let it go. And so it's like three weeks later, four weeks later, they're still holding on to it. They're still making decisions based on them. Again, that's a sign that you're dealing with an irrational person versus an, an irrational person or These are rational behaviors when we can manage to let go. You know, my counselor has this saying, and she says this a lot. She says, everybody is doing the best they can with the tools they have. That has been a game changer for me in in understanding when I'm sitting across from somebody and maybe they're not, you know, behaving or reacting in a way that I'd like to see them react. Uh, They're doing the best they can with the tools they have at the time. And I want that same grace to me because there are many times that I've sat in boardrooms or conference rooms and my attitude hasn't been great. My uh, my emotions have been a little bit off the chart, but I'm doing the best I can with the tools, but, I, but I've got to keep getting better, right? And that's important for us to understand. So here's the fourth difference between a uh, rational and irrational person. When it comes to hiring an assistant or partner, rational people will use competence as their barometer, okay? Can this person get the job done? Can they do the job? An irrational person will easily fall under the spell of those who are charming, who know how to feed their insecurities, or who pose little challenge or threats and will hire them without realizing the reasons. This will lead to mistakes and inefficiencies for which the irrational person will blame other people, right? And again, I've had moments of irrationality in my own life where I am, I love the smoke and mirrors. And so somebody comes to me and they've got all the charm and they know what to say and they know how to impress me because if they're charming, um, then they've got the ability to walk into a room and size somebody up and they realize, okay, if I say these three or four things, that's going to make this person, you know, uh, come alive or be excited. And so they do it. And then here we are. You know, I, I've brought this person onto a team and I've done this before. And I've actually I remember a time where I had to sit in front of my team and apologize them, you know, to them. And, and I remember I was so overcome with emotion and and the person I had allowed on the team was so uh, just I mean, we almost lost the team. And I was so overcome with emotion and I, I didn't mean for that to happen, but I almost, you know, I teared up telling them because what it said to them was, I don't trust you. At the time we had a group decision-making or maybe we didn't yet. Maybe after that, we went to group decision-making because I recognize my own struggles in that and that I love charm and I love people who are able to, you know, p- you know, put on a good show. And so I, I miss things. Um, 
that's an irrational part of my, uh, you know, you know, character. This is something I have to watch for in my life is understanding. Again, people come to us and there's a whole backstory that got them to us. And until you've spent time with them six months, a year, I'm almost now at the point where I'm saying, I'm not going to know this person in front of me. I'm not going to know their full character for at least, at least one year, right? Which is why it's important to not jump too quickly into relationships or, uh, you know, hiring people too quickly. There's that saying out there that says, um, uh, and most people do the opposite. Um, they hire slow and fire fast. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. What most people do is hire fast and fire slow, right? You bring someone onto the team and they're not working out and you take forever. You give chance after chance and the whole team is dragging down the morale of the entire team. Uh, what a rational uh, mindset is hire, um, hire slow and then fire fast. And I'll tell you, one of the greatest organizations I ever worked for did just that. Um, it took almost a year for me to be a part of their organization, to be a part of what they were doing. Um, and I think there was some intentionality in that to say, let's watch and see this person's character over a long period of time before we open up this door for them to join the team. So again, that's the difference between rational uh, and irrational people. It shows up in your hiring, right? If you're just hiring people based on their, um, their charm and what they're bringing to the table, you're going to miss out. Okay. Uh, so here, here's the fifth uh, difference. When it comes to career decisions, rational people will look for positions that fit their long-term goals. So they're always thinking long-term, what do I want five, 10 years? Where do I want to be five to 10 years from now? Irrational types will decide based on how much money they can immediately make, what they feel they deserve in life, sometimes very little, um, how much they can slack off on the job or how much attention the position might bring them. This will lead to career dead ends. Can I share something transparently with you? You know, again, reading this book, I got to be honest with you. I, I, if you saw this book right here, you would see that it's, I've got so much highlighted there because I've seen these traits in my own life. And so I'm going to be transparent with you. Years ago, I was going to UCLA and uh, I, I, I'd gotten out of the military a few years before, the U.S. Army a few years before. And, and when I was in the Army, I really found, um, I found what I thought was going to be a long-term career. I just loved the structure. I loved the discipline. Uh, I, I did extremely well with it. I, I did well. I performed well. I just enjoyed everything about it. I, I remember at the end of the day, um, it's either Taps was played or Revelry. It's, it's probably taps was played. I'm not sure, but we'd have to start, but we'd have to stop at 4:30 is when it was played all across the base. And I remember almost every time that happened, I'd get out of my car. And if you're driving the car, you got to get out of your car. You got to get up and stand up and you have to salute because taps is being played there at the end of the day. Maybe taps was later on in the day, but at 4:30, I think it was revelry. I don't know. I don't know the time, but I remember almost every day hearing that my heart would be overcome with emotion. And I would, I'd stand there, you know, in, in the salute position. And I would be tearing up and I didn't tell anybody that I, I will, I, will, I wasn't telling the guys around me that, but I was just so passionate about serving my country. I, it was the first time in my life. I really gave myself to something larger than myself. So I got out of the military, went back to Indiana, ended up coming out to California where I am today. And I, I, I attended UCLA and I had the opportunity to join ROTC. And so I had an interview and I, well, I actually had several meetings with them before. And then I had the official interview and pretty much it was, um, I was going to be a shoe in I was prior service. It was all this. I just needed to meet with the colonel and get his final approval. And I was going to be in. Well, that same weekend, what, no, the weekend before, I get a call from this big church 
where I was at. And so I, I have been singing for a lot of my life and, and um, I've been on stages for a lot of my life. And, and, and this was a mega church, mega, mega. And the pastor was mega, mega. I mean, this is like the dream for any singer in the church world to land in a church like this. And I got a call from them after being there for about a year, kind of trying out, I guess you might say. And they offered me the position as, as one of the worship leaders, one of the main worship leaders. So every weekend I'd be on that platform in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people leading them in worship. And I didn't take time to be introspective. I didn't take time to think what I saw was the immediate reaction was the immediate. I can get immediate, um, my needs met immediately by standing on this platform because I was talented enough. I knew that the moment I got on that platform every week, I'd hear people tell me how great I was and how great I sounded. And, oh, we're so glad for this and this and this. So I chose that versus the ROTC meeting that I had that next Tuesday. Again, it would have been a shoe in. Um, I would have gone in because that world, you're not getting a lot of praise hardly ever. And uh, now, now it all worked out. I'll tell you that. And some really great things came out out of the the decision I made, which that always happens. It it always goes that way. But I will tell you that there are times even to this day, and just a week ago, I was thinking about this, some regret that I have that I chose the the easier path. And I chose the path that would get me uh, right now. I would get that immediate feedback about how good I was as opposed to being in the Army uh, ROTC program, and and it would take a lot longer. So I want to encourage you. Uh, because you can probably look back on your life as well, and you can see those times when you made an immediate decision that brought pleasure right now. Uh, maybe it was a job decision, career decision. Um, and so you took the easy one. You, you took the one that, as opposed to looking long term, where do I want to be in 30, 40, 50 years? And if I had sat down and thought about it and been more introspective back when I made that decision, it would have been a hard call. It would have been a really hard call, but I probably would have said, I'm going to take the ROTC because I know that in 30, 40, 50 years from now, here's where I want to be. And this journey, making this decision today will get me there. So that was a big lesson for me. Now, again, it all worked out. It all, you know, but I've had to, uh, I've had to jump through some other hoops that I probably wouldn't have had to jump through. Uh, had I made that decision a long time ago. Um, So again, that's just a cautionary table that when we're not introspective, we're not thinking about um, where we're going, we can make those kind of decisions. And then here's the sixth difference between rational and irrational people. In all cases, the degree of awareness represents the difference. Rational people can readily admit their own irrational tendencies and the needs to be vigilant, right? On the other hand, irrational people become highly emotional when challenged about the emotional roots of their decisions. They are incapable of introspection and learning. Their mistakes make them increasingly defensive, okay? So that's really important for us to understand. Um, and, And this actually gave me some pause, right? Because as I was reading this the first time, I thought, oh my goodness, I'm an irrational person. I've made a lot of irrational uh, decisions in my life. But I will tell you this, that one of the things I'm most proud of about my own journey is uh, there's a lot of honesty that happens here. I am more honest about my mistakes today. Um, And again, this has come through almost eight years of counseling, journaling, processing, uh, probably to this day, I'm a little bit too introspective where I, I, I don't make any decisions unless I journal, you know, page after page and 
talk to my therapist and counselor about the decision and, and really think. And sometimes I think I've missed out on some opportunities because I'm introspecting a little bit too much. Uh, so maybe I've gone a little bit over, but I'd rather be on this side. I promise you that and make uh, choices that are slower than be on the other side. Um, but this is, this is probably one of the keys right here. Awareness is key. And irrational people, a lot of times, if you're talking to them, they don't even know that they're irrational. They have no clue. They're just making decisions based on whatever's right in front of them. Okay. So I, I, I want to finish by saying this. Everyone, and this is really important for us to understand this. Everyone is capable of irrational decisions. You are and I am. Some of which are caused by circumstances beyond our control. And even the most emotional types can hit upon great ideas or succeed momentarily through boldness, right? So it is important to judge over time whether a person is rational or irrational. So if you meet somebody and in their first few moments you see some irrationality, don't, don't judge them based on that. Right. Don't think, okay, they're obviously an irrational person. You might be seeing a moment where they made an irrational decision that was preceded by 10 or 12 different rational decisions. You may be coming into their journey when they just happen to make an irrational choice. But the flip side is also true. Right. Don't judge a rational person or or judge someone to, to be rational if you're just meeting them and you see, wow, they're making a lot of really good choices or, or they made one good choice. Right. That, you know, you see them make one rational decision. That's not the full story. Right. So what this is saying here is it's important to judge over time whether the person is rational or irrational. Can they sustain success and hit upon several good strategies? Can they adjust and learn from failures again over time. So this is the most important thing. If you're listening to this today and you're thinking, oh my goodness, I must be irrational because you're looking back on your life and you've made decisions like this. You've lacked introspection. You haven't thought with the long term in mind. Uh, Maybe at times you've lacked awareness in your life. And so you're listening to this, you think, I must be an irrational person. No, that's not the case. The fact is all of us can be rational. All of us can be irrational. What we want in life, especially as leaders, if you've ever worked for an irrational leader, you know what I'm talking about. That is the worst kind of leader to work for. The kind that one day they make this decision, next day they make, and they have no idea why. Why? Because, and and I'm telling you why, and here's what this is saying, because they're run by their emotions. They haven't really taken time to introspect, to think, to journal. So they're constantly making decisions right now in the, and I've done this before. I have done this before. Okay. So I'm not judging anybody, but I'm just saying, uh, we want to be, I'm guessing you want to be more rational than irrational. So I hope you take heed to, to these words right here and get the book. It's such a great book, The Laws of Human Nature by Robert Greene. And uh, that's all I got for you uh, on the next episode. On Wednesday, we'll continue this process of deciphering uh, between the irrational person and the rational person. I'll see you on the next episode. Take care. <laughs>